Chapter 46, Cutting to the Chase Colonel Reynolds' Mercedes coasted down to Vorjak Key as the road hugged the winding riverbank. Trailing more than a block behind it was Herman and Klaus in the Skoda, with Herman again hearing the sounds of Smetna's Viltava. They were as clear as they had been on the morning he left the camp. Gently, the Mercedes came to a stop at the foot of Mendel Bridge, which before the occupation had been known as Czech Bridge. The Skoda was now even farther behind as Herman pulled over to the side of the road, where he and Klaus watched the colonel step out of his car and lumbered toward the edge of the bridge, where he gazed at the water. What the man was thinking, I can't know, but I think he was trying to convince himself that everything he had planned was not lost, despite Klaus's remark at the party and all the men killed in the wake of him carrying out his plans. He was still alive and kicking, and from everything I've read about him in his military career during both wars, that was all that mattered to him. There was also the matter of a number of actions he had taken during this war, such as at Lidice, which he must have known would be seen as serious war crimes after Germany's inevitable loss. To hide from these would take money, lots of it, so it's not likely he harbored any thoughts of changing course. Riedel continued his gazing, and Herman continued his watching of this. He watched as a huge barge passed the man with a heavy load on its deck, and he noticed how the man was seemingly traveling along with it. Herman also noticed something else. His anger at Klaus had faded. He could tell, too, that Klaus's had as well. "'What's he doing?' Klaus asked with his hand covering his swollen eye, after he clumsily picked up his cap off the floor and put it on. "'Something tells me that he's not admiring the view,' Herman answered, as the barge slowly faded from view. Though the colonel kept up his gaze even after it was gone, he was again gazing at the quiet river below, along with the even quieter docks beside it. He gazed at these things for many minutes before returning to the back seat of the car, which again began sputtering down the quay. But Herman didn't react to this. He didn't even start his car. What are you waiting for, grumbled Klaus. I don't want the driver to get suspicious of me, Herman maintained. He might already be. Herman waited until the Mercedes was completely out of view before starting his car and moving forward. Then, as soon as the rear of the Mercedes came back into his view, he made a sharp left down Pshehova Street. Now what are you doing, Klaus demanded, after turning to Herman in surprise. Herman didn't answer. He just made a quick right onto Sanitrova Street. I asked you a question, Klaus snapped with his anger again rising. They're likely driving straight down the quay to at least Manus Bridge Road, Herman explained. The driver's only other options are making a left onto Nadradishti Street or Radishtia Square, and if he does either, he'll drive right into my view. There are no other possibilities besides stopping, and if he does that, we'll find them soon enough. Just moments after saying this, Herman sped right onto Monisbridge Road, and he saw Riedel's car up the street finishing its own right. He saw, too, that the car was mixing in with the light traffic heading toward the bridge, 
and he once more followed it as it began crossing the river. Like before, he followed it a safe distance back, this time with a trio of cars in between them. Only seconds later, Herman reached the bridge in the water himself, where he could hear that the music had grown louder. It and its approaching climax were just roaring, to the extent that it seemed Carol Anshul and his orchestra were right beneath them as he finished crossing the water. Here he noticed that the Mercedes had reached the other side of town and was making its way down Clar Place. Once on this street as well, Herman made a hard right onto Strzok Key. He followed this with a hard left onto Ushelesne Lovke before speeding down the road while eyeing the Mercedes driving along the parallel street through the baroness between them. Now what, Klaus uttered. Just watch, Herman uttered back, before slamming his foot onto the gas. While keeping it there, and with the dissonance of the music reaching a crescendo, he spun left onto Kramarsh Key, before speeding in front of Riedel's car by making a right onto Klar. If you want to follow someone in this part of Prague without being noticed, he commented to Klaus, as he glanced at the Mercedes in his rearview mirror, sometimes you have to be ahead of them. If only you weren't Jewish, Herman mumbled the bewildered Klaus while shaking his head in wonder. We really could use a man like you in my office. Yet another reason to be thankful for being Jewish, Herman told him while continuing to follow the Mercedes. He did this by anticipating every move it would make as the two cars wended their way into Malastrana and drove through a set of twisting old streets. Eventually, they reached a cobblestone road called Terzistia, where the Mercedes finally diverted from Herman's lead by veering right as their road flowed into a narrow outlet. Calmly, Herman continued onto Pjetislav Street, where he turned around and stopped by the corner. Unlike before, Klaus didn't ask Herman what he was doing. He just gave him a look that expressed it. Terzistia is a dead end up there, Herman pointed out while nodding toward the road. If he's coming out, he has to come back from where he came. But Riedel didn't come back. Is there a reason why he would be stopping here, Herman asked? after they waited for more than a minute. This is not where he lives, Klaus answered. I could tell you that much. But perhaps his mistress lives here. I know he has one, but I know nothing about her, not even her name or what she looks like. Then we could be here a long time, Herman added. Or maybe not, Klaus quipped. You want me to take the first watch, Herman asked next, while grinning a bit. I'll do it, Klaus insisted. Herman nodded, even though he knew Klaus was far more tired than him, and he said, wake me in a few hours. He afterward closed his eyes, and sleep quickly overtook him, though this didn't mean that he was to get any rest.